When we read the Christian scriptures, we believe we're doing more than simply studying an ancient text. We believe God actually speaks to us through these words. So let's take a moment of silence to clear our minds and quiet our hearts so we can listen to God's word. Tonight's scripture reading comes from the chapter from chapter 4 of the Gospel of Matthew, one of the four biographies of Jesus. As Jesus, as Jesus walked alongside the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea because they were fishermen. Come, follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away they left their nets and followed him. Continuing on, he saw another set of brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, repairing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Thank you, Julian. Oh, hello, everyone. If you don't know me, I'm Chuck. I'm one of the pastors, um, the other pastor here at Nova. Today we are talking about calling, so please silence your cell phones, okay? <laughs> Sorry, seriously, it's, it's not a joke, silence your cell phones. <laughs> so when you came in, um, you should have found a, a, re- a little yellow card in your seat. Um, one side says, I am called, the other side says, you are called. I want you to turn, turn it so that it's facing the side that says, I am called. And I want you to just take a moment. I want you to finish the sentence. There should be a pen um, in your seat or nearby or somewhere nearby where you can grab that. I want you to finish the sentence. Take a moment to think about the answer to this or to, to the, how, how you would complete this sentence. Write everything that comes to mind. Um, if you have a dozen things, write them all out. And if you struggle to, fr- to write one, that's fine. You can just say, I don't know. That's totally fine, totally acceptable. Just take a few moments in the quiet to, to do this exercise. As I keep going with the message, feel free to keep adding things to the front of the card. Uh, Just save the back of the card for a little bit later. So the question is, what is calling? What is calling? Author Stephen Garber defines calling as an entire life lived in response to the voice of God. 
an entire life lived in response to the voice of God. Now, maybe that might be a bit different than the way we normally think of calling. Friends, what if calling, in fact, is an entire life lived in response to the voice of God? I think that's such a beautiful sentiment, but how many of us actually find ourselves living like that's true, right? You might be listening to this and you're thinking, I have no idea what that even means. And that's okay. You are in good company. I think all of us are pretty quick to live compartmentalized lives. We have our spiritual life over here where, where we pray and we read our Bibles. Um, we sit in the silence. We enjoy God's presence. All of us have practice, spiritual practices that we undertake. We have those kind of in our spiritual life. And then over on the other side, we have our ordinary everyday life where, where we go to meetings, we work our nine to five, we pay bills, we raise kids, all of the above, all of those things. What God is, what, what this, this idea of living an entire life in response to the voice of God, what that is calling us to is to take this sphere and to take this sphere and somehow bring them together. Allow them to overlap, to intermingle, to become one, to live an integrated life. The invitation is to live in the words of Stephen Garber, a seamless life, a seamless life. And so the question is, are we living that way? Are we living a seamless, integrated life? Are we living an entire life in response to the voice of God? Tonight, we're starting a new series called God at Work, Living as Agents of Renewal. We believe that God is always present and at work, bringing renewal to our world. To to say it another way, that Jesus is taking what is fragmented in our lives and in our world and making it whole. Taking what is lost and restoring it. That's what it means. That's what we mean when we say, when you talk about this idea of renewal. In this series, we're going to look at the different ways that we can join in God's work of renewal in our ordinary, everyday lives. Just thinking about the things that you spend the majority of your time doing, whether that's working your nine-to-five job, sitting in classes or studying, maybe serving on a board of directors or seeing clients. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're a caregiver or a stay-at-home parent. Maybe you're unemployed or underemployed. Or maybe you're overemployed. (laughs) Maybe you're living in a group home or some kind of assisted living situation. Just think, where is it that you spend the majority of your time? Friends, each week, at the end of our service here at Nova, we end with the words, wherever you go, God is sending you. And wherever you are, God has put you there. The very Christ who fills you has something that he wants to do through you right where you are. Right where you are. Jesus is bringing about renewal in our world and he's inviting us to join him right where we are. So in our scripture reading today, we see Jesus calling his first disciples. 
It's these two brothers, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, and then two more brothers, James and John. They're small business owners working in the thriving fishing industry there on the Sea of Galilee in the northern part of Israel. This was probably the family business passed down from generation to generation. But then Jesus calls them and they leave it all behind. He says, follow me, follow me. What do you think they heard when they heard that invitation to follow Jesus? You know, in that day, a rabbi or a teacher would take on disciples, learners or apprentices. And these students wouldn't just enroll in the rabbi's classes. They would actually attach themselves to the rabbi. They would live with the rabbi, share life with the rabbi, be with the rabbi day in and day out. And so when Jesus is inviting these guys to follow him, he's presenting himself as a rabbi, as a master teacher, and he's inviting them to attach themselves to him, to share life with him. And friends, that's the same invitation that Jesus extends to all of us to attach our lives to him, to learn from him, to share life with him. I think this is one of the main reasons that we get the idea of calling so backwards in our, in our culture and in our minds so often. The preeminent truth is that before any of our to-do lists, before our job descriptions, before any of that, our first and foremost call is to live life with God. To live life with God. It's not a job description. It's not a function It's not a specific kind of work. Our first calling is to Jesus. Our first calling is to Jesus. Now, does that mean that we have to give up our day jobs in order to follow Jesus? No, there are plenty of examples of people who have stayed put and kept their day jobs and were faithful followers of Jesus throughout their lives. Being called by Jesus doesn't mean leaving it all behind. I mean, it it might that's, that's the truth that it might, but that's for you to discern in, and discern what God's specific call is on your life. But each one of us is called to follow Jesus right in the middle of our ordinary, everyday lives. Our first calling, our first calling is to Jesus. Now, maybe this sounds too basic, But I think the emphasis, I want you to think about the emphasis that we put on what we do in our culture, the way that we attach our worth, our value, our identity to our jobs and our roles. I think it's kind of natural for us as Americans to make this jump. Our culture has hardwired us to do this. How often do we introduce ourselves by our profession or by our job title? How deep into a conversation can you actually get without asking the question, so what do you do? But friends, our first calling is to Jesus. So here's a little self-evaluation quiz uh, I want to help you think about your life. Do you struggle to say no because you feel like you would be letting someone down? Do you find it really hard to rest? Do you get antsy if you sit still for too long? 
Do you find yourself feeling guilty, like you aren't doing enough? Do you pride yourself on your self-sufficiency? Maybe you look down on others for needing help or some form of assistance or support. Do you value the time that you spend in prayer equally with the time you spend accomplishing tasks? Friends, our first calling is to Jesus. Do we really believe this? Not just in our brains, but in our bones. Do we act like it's true? Author Brendan Manning says this, Everybody has a vocation to some form of life work. However, behind that call, and deeper than any call, everybody has a vocation to be a person, to be fully and deeply human in Christ Jesus. Everybody has a vocation to be a person, to be fully and deeply human in Christ Jesus. You are called to be a person, to be fully and deeply human in Christ Jesus. That's what I mean when I talk about our first call being to Jesus. So friends, tonight you saw Jack baptized. In our church network, we affirm the the practice of infant baptism because we believe God's grace comes first. We believe that a baby who cannot turn to God is nonetheless claimed as a member of the covenant community, a child of God, cleansed by grace and sealed by the Holy Spirit. You know, it makes me think about the, the first time I ever saw my son Luke. He was brand new. And it was such a profound moment for me. I immediately, when I saw him, I immediately thought, this is my son. I love him. I love him so much that I would die for him. Or at least be sleep deprived for months on end for him. (laughs) I can't explain just the amount of love that I had for him in that moment when I first saw him. And here's the truth. He could do nothing for me. I got nothing out of that deal. Nothing at all. Nothing except for him. And friends, that was enough. Friends, when God called each of our names, he, when God called each of our names, there wasn't anything that we could do to respond to him. There wasn't anything that we could add to the beauty of this world that he made. Friends, God didn't call us out of some sense of utility, of, oh, we could fulfill a particular purpose for him or check off a box for him or fill a certain need for him. No, we didn't bring anything to that deal. We didn't bring anything to that deal except ourselves. And friends, that was enough. That's how much God loves you. 
The French Reformed Church captures this, this beautiful idea in their liturgy of child baptism. It says, For you, little child, Jesus Christ has come. He has fought. He has suffered. For you, he entered the shadow of Gethsemane and the horror of Calvary. For you, he uttered the cry, It is finished. For you, he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. And there he intercedes for you, little child, even though you do not know it. But in this way, the word of the gospel becomes true. We love because he first loved us. Friends, before becoming a pastor, I, I worked in multimedia production. And I, I, I knew pretty solidly from the beginning that, that I, I sensed a real call from God into that particular field. Um, I worked in that field for about 10 years. And out of college, maybe about three, um, when, I, when I went to college, I, I started exploring some different avenues. And I realized that I wasn't so sure about what my calling was anymore. I started feeling a bit listless and directionless. I started out as a media production major, but then I declared English as my major. Then for a while I was a theology major. I took acting classes. I was like all over the map. Um, I ended up with a philosophy minor because uh, the truth is that the advisor for the philosophy degree operated under this conviction that everything is philosophical. And therefore, any of my course credits, he was like, sure, I can accept that. Yeah, check, I'll take that. So that's how I ended up with a philosophy minor. I moved back to Colorado Springs, started working for a small production company there. But that same listless feeling stuck with me. What am I doing with my life? Did I make the wrong career choice? Am I, am I living the life that I want to live? My church at the time was doing a series on calling. And this series reframed my whole way of thinking about calling. Um, Mark Laberton, the former president of Fuller Seminary, came and delivered one of the messages. And he introduced this concept that I want to share with you now of primary and secondary callings. Primary and secondary callings. Our secondary callings relate to our jobs, our roles, our functions. Um, for example, for, for me, I am called to be Katie's husband. I'm called to be father to Luke and Sam and Jack. I'm, I'm called to be all of your pastor. These are my callings. Secondary callings. But throughout our lives, these callings come and go. They change. They shift. For example, um, you know, my calling, uh, this is my mom sitting on the front row here, um, I'm called to be son to, to Jean and Charles. And what that meant when I was a teenager means something very different than what it means now. And me being a father to Luke and Sam and Jack means something very specific and very particular now. And in a few years, when they grow up and they spread their wings and step into the world, that'll mean something very different then. Our secondary callings change and shift throughout our lives. They come and go. But our primary calling does not change. 
It does not shift. Our primary calling, our first calling is to Jesus. Our first calling is to Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong when I'm saying this. By no means am I saying that that our normal, ordinary, everyday work doesn't matter. In fact, I'm trying to say the opposite. I'm trying to say that we are invited into a life, an integrated life, of responding to God's voice. Not just in the spiritual sphere, but in our ordinary, everyday lives, bringing those two spheres together. Vocation is an entire life lived in response to the voice of God. And so before you are an accountant, a social worker, a mechanic, an administrator, a counselor, a retail worker, a supervisor, a retiree, a volunteer, an artist, a musician, a parent, or a spouse, before any of that, you are a child of God. You are called to Jesus. So friends, just kind of as a closing practice, uh, I want you to take the, the yellow card. I want you to flip it over. On the other side, it says, you are called. Friends, this is God speaking to you. You are called. Imagine for a moment that Jesus is speaking to you because he is. How would you finish? How would he finish this sentence for you? I want you to take a moment just in the quiet and reflect and listen to God. How will Jesus finish this sentence for you? You are called. What good news does God want to speak to you in this moment? Just write whatever comes to your mind. And after a few moments, I'll pray to close our time here. called my beloved you are called my delight you are called my child my daughter my son you belong to me I have called you by name you are mine I delight in you I dance over you I celebrate you. I want to live life with you. I am with you always. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for your great grace. That you've called us and made us your own. We worship you and praise your name. Amen. Amen.